On today's Locked On Jayhawks, we're previewing the KU Nevada game. Hope you got your coffee, your energy drinks ready. We're going to be up late into the night with the action. We're previewing the game right now. You are Locked On Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked On Jayhawks your first listen every day. You can find us anywhere you get any of your podcasts, free everywhere and available everywhere. You can also find us on our YouTube page where you can like and subscribe to our show so you're checking out all of our stuff. On today's edition of Locked On Jayhawks, we're previewing the Kansas game against the Nevada Wolfpack. It'll be a late night game. We'll get to our matchups of the game. We'll get to our Jayhawks that we think could stand out and soar in this game for KU. First, this episode of the show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. So uh, game time will officially be at 9.30 p.m. Uh, It's a late, and that'll obviously be central time. Local time, it'll be a 7.30 kick. Um, So that means, I mean, the game might end. It'll be past midnight. It'll be on to Sunday by the time the game ends, right? Uh, It might be like 1 a.m. by the time the game ends uh, central time. So maybe we'll do a live reaction show if we have enough energy by that late. Otherwise, we'll get to one on uh, Sunday morning at some point. But uh, this is your first ever meeting with Nevada Oddly enough, obviously, we have the basketball meetings, which those are not fun. Um, dare I say the words, Nick Fazekas. Uh, I don't believe he'll be uh, showing up for for this game and, and having an impact on it. Uh, Kansas is 3-2 and two all-time against Mountain West opponents. Those are uh, just all-time as, as when they were in the Mountain West. If you're looking at the current Mountain West members, they're 13-4-1. I don't think it should be an issue with this game. Kansas is minus 27 and a half on FanDuel. The over-under for the game on FanDuel is 58 and a half. So they're projecting about a 42 to 16 type of score. The spread on this is very similar to the Missouri State game. Uh, Tom Fornelli does like a bottom 25 every week for CBS Sports. Nevada was the worst right now. On ESPN SP Plus, Nevada is like 130 of 133 teams. This is one of the worst teams in college football right now in division one college football. That's not just at the FBS level, but also, you know, I don't know that they'd be a great FCS team either. So you should be able to run away with this one. Honestly, my early read on that is I kind of feel comfortable taking Kansas minus 27 and a half, kind of leaning toward the over on this one. Now, as far as top storylines in the game, this is KU's first trip to the Pacific time zone since 2002. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, obviously, they're going to have plenty more trips to that now with the expansion to the uh, uh, the West Coast. I guess Utah, though, I, I believe they're on Mountain Time. Arizona, Arizona State. I think Arizona switches. Like, sometimes during the year, it's on Mountain Time, and sometimes during the year, it's on Pacific Time. So I guess that just kind of depends when you're going to be going out there. Colorado's obviously on Mountain Time, but um, with the way that – you know, collegiate athletics and conferences are changing. You'd imagine there will be more trips to the uh, Pacific time zone than from 21 years apart from when they last did it. Uh, also, the last time that KU was 3-0 and in back-to-back seasons, you have to go back to 1991 and 1992. And obviously, the, the 92 season is part of that uh, Aloha Bowl. And then you, prior to that, the last time they had back-to-back 3-0 seasons, you have to go to 1913 and 1914. So it's been... 
pretty historic when KU has been able to go back to back three and seasons. They have that opportunity in front of them as they enter two and and Nevada enters at O and two. Obviously KU started three and last year en route to their five and start. Now, as far as a, a quick scouting report on Nevada, uh, the Wolfpack have lost 12 straight games, which by the way, I was looking across the big 12. This is just a, a weird side note. Do you know the team that has the biggest winning streak in the big 12 and who has the biggest losing streak? Right, I'll give you a second to formulate. Well, the correct answer for the biggest losing streak is Baylor. I think they've lost like six straight games dating back to last year. And the correct answer for the biggest winning streak is BYU. They've won like six straight games. So we'll see how that goes. They play Kansas next week and they have Arkansas this week. But Nevada's lost 12 straight games. They are, as I mentioned, 130th of 133 teams in ESPN's SP+. They're 126th on offense. They were 126th on defense. And they're 120th on special teams. This is not a very good football team. Offensively, they've used two quarterbacks so far. Brendan Lewis has the majority of the reps. He's a former Colorado transfer. He's got talent. Um, but still, this doesn't feel like a settled quarterback position so far for Nevada. Uh, they went down and scored on the first drives of each of their last two weeks. So uh, I guess if that trend continues, don't be like overly worried if Kansas drops behind, if Nevada has the opening kick and they drop behind 7 nothing. That hasn't necessarily been indicative of how the rest of the game is going to go for Nevada. They're averaging just 2.7 yards per carry. They've struggled running the football. Jamal Bell at receiver is a stud. He's a quick ride receiver, good with the ball in his hands. He's already has 16 catches, so... Uh, eight catches a game. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous what he's putting up there that puts him on pace for almost 100 catches this season. But the offensive line has not been very good for Nevada. And that's part of the uh, yard per carry being at 2.7. Part of that is, you know, some of the sack numbers that you're dealing with, but also you've struggled run blocking. Just a 55 run block grade on pro football focus so far for Nevada, just a 42 pass block grade for Nevada. So KU coming off a six sack game against Illinois. Hello with the Wolfpack offensive line. Now, defensive side of the ball for Nevada. Uh, this is where their head coach, Ken Wilson, who's in his second year, made his money. He is a defensive guy. He was at Nevada for a while. Then he was the co-defense coordinator at Oregon, took the job as the head coach at Nevada. Uh, they had a, an okay defense a season ago, but the offense really lagged behind. Defense has struggled so far this year, but it is still, in my opinion, better than the offense. Uh, 66 run defense grade on pro football focus, 61 pass rush grade. So they've been okay there. There are multiple defense, one that Andy Kotalicki has mentioned, likes to pressure, but the tackling has not been there. 42 tackling grade so far, 46 coverage grade so far. And yes, you could say, oh, well, they played USC. It's going to be hard to tackle and cover those guys. Yeah, but also week two, they played Idaho, who, albeit as a playoff FCS team that, you know, is, is a top 12 FCS team, but still, it is an FCS team, right? They're allowing 6.3 yards per carry on the ground. They're allowing 183 rushing yards per game. They're also giving up, this is this is remarkable, 6.3 rushing yards allowed per game. That will put you in the category of being like one of the bottom five or 10 in the country if that finishes the end of the season. This one is remarkable. They are giving up 13.9 passing yards or, or yards per pass, I should say. So every time the team drops back to pass, on average, they are basically averaging a first down and a half against them. Again, that, that is absolutely ridiculous. Like, out of comparison, Caleb Williams last season won the Heisman. He averaged 9.1 yards per pass. Nevada's defense has given up almost 14 yards per pass, and they're giving up 383 passing yards per game. They've already given up eight passing touchdowns. The pass defense has been kind of horrendous to start the season. As far as special teams mentioned, they're only 120th on ESPN SB+. They've already missed two field goals to start the season. Uh, that was something that kind of killed uh, possible early momentum in their game against Idaho last week. 
Uh, so I don't think their special teams is great either. Point blank, this is a game that you're favored by four touchdowns. Go show that you're the dominant team, similar to how you were in the first week of the season against Missouri State. We're going to get to our matchups of the game and which Hawks stand out to soar and stick out in this game for KU. First, though, this episode of the show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I think it's so easy to see the LinkedIn job postings. I go on LinkedIn all the time. I'm not somebody who's hiring, but I see them and I can see how easy it is to apply. And I have my resume preloaded on my LinkedIn profile, as most people do, which means they're going to easily be able to apply and you're going to get more applicants. It's easy to do, which means if you're getting more applicants, you're going to get more qualified applicants. You're going to be able to pick from the best of the bunch. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You want to add that right team member as we come toward the uh, close to the final quarter of 2023. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, uh, getting on to our matchups of the game. Then we'll get to uh, Hawks that could stand out, could soar in this game. Let's start with first down here. The KU offense running the football, but specifically running the football up the middle, up the gut of the defense, up the, you know, the A-gap or or the, what is it, the one or the two hole on, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, Nevada has struggled stopping the run. They're giving up 6.3 yards per carry, as we just talked about. But it's also that in the interior, they have really struggled. Nevada plays a multiple defense. You're going to have defensive linemen lined up in, in different spots. The two defensive linemen that they line up on the interior, though, among their defense the most, they are graded out a 46.6 and a 52.4 overall on Pro Football Focus. And that puts them in a ranking where they rank 854th of 858th and 806th of 860th among their positions in college football, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, that includes a lot of rotation. That's a lot of players, over 800 players, and you're in the bottom five and one and in the bottom like 50 or 60 of the other. Those are your interior defenders. Point blank, they struggle to get off blocks, and you have some guys like Mike Nowitzki, uh, Armaj Reed Adams, um, coming back to his first game last week. Kobe Baines has played well to start the season. Michael Ford. Those guys should be able to road grade the interior of Nevada. I'm looking for big games out of all those interior offensive linemen. And to that notion, I think the interior runs are going to lead to uh, big gains for KU. So Devin Neal, obviously, but Daniel Highshaw, I really think of of kind of being that hammer that's going to go up the middle of the field and and have those big runs through the gut of the defense. I expect a big game from Daniel Highshaw and the KU running game overall. He ran for 250 on the ground against Illinois. You've ran well the first two weeks. I expect that to continue and you'd have another 200-yard rushing game in this one, especially because of what you can do just running straight up the gut. Second down matchup here, the KU offense against the Nevada Blitz. Uh, KU's offensive line is held up so far. I don't know that I would classify Illinois as a team that blitzes a lot. They're more of a base defense that has a good defensive line that's going to go after you that way. First week of the season, you know, you're playing an FCS opponent. Um, and to this notion, Nevada hasn't been very good. So maybe you won't learn a ton about this, but 
Uh, Andy Kotelik, you mentioned earlier this week that they like to play multiple. They like to do different fronts, different lines, and they like to bring some heat at you with blitzes. So even if it's not the best team you're going to be play blitzing, this will be a good matchup for how you deal with that sort of strategy. Um, you're going to play other defenses like the blitz. You're going to play other defenses that are multiple. This will give you a little bit of a teaching tool in that regard. And they actually do have a decent number of sacks so far. I think they have four sacks on the seasons. If you're averaging, you know, uh, to a game, like that's not, you know, horrible. Um, so this is pretty much on a couple of guys. This is on the offensive line, knowing who to pick up, blocking the right guys. It's on the running backs blocking. It's on plays where maybe you have a tight end going back to block and pass block. And it's on the quarterback to read and diagnose the, the blitz, know where the free rusher is coming if there's going to be one, and know where your hot route is, knowing to get the ball out quickly. It's a teamwork type of thing on the blitz. I feel confident that KU has the right guys. Your experience at the center position, pointing out your different blocking situations. We know what Jalen Daniels can be, both in terms of escaping pressure in the backfield and diagnosing it from just reading the defense, that uh, you feel good about how KU is going to handle this, but it'll be more of a uh, thing that KU hasn't dealt with maybe as much this week that they will in uh, the first couple weeks of the season. On to our third down matchup here. Uh, The KU pass rush against... Uh, the Nevada offensive line. More specifically, though, I'm interested in the KU defensive ends against the Nevada offensive tackles. KU just had six sacks last week against Illinois. It was a excellent performance from the defensive line in the pass rush. Uh, you saw it from the defensive ends, Jeremy Robinson with a couple sacks, Austin Booker with a couple sacks, though he'll be out for the first half of this game because of the targeting call. Um, you also have seen nice flashes early this season from guys like Dylan Brooks or Davion Westmoreland or Patrick Joyner, right? Uh, Hayden Hatcher's obviously played well, had that great game in in the first week of the season. Uh, You've had some guys that you've rotated in that have played well for you that even without Austin Booker, you expect to do well in a game like this. And Nevada's starting offensive line pro football focus grades of just the individuals from left to right are not good. I talked about the overall numbers in pass blocking and run blocking earlier, but here are the individuals. 42 at left tackle, 68 at left guard, 55 at center, 60 at right guard, and then the right tackle doesn't have enough snaps to uh, qualify there. Uh, but that means, okay, left guard's solid for them. Interior's a little better than the exterior, but that means they have weakness at the tackle position. Again, 42 at left tackle, and then a guy who's inexperienced at right tackle. That means that, yes, I expect the KU pass rush and the KU defensive line to win this matchup, but I especially expect the defensive ends. And with what they've shown the first few weeks where they do look very talented and and very good overall, I'm expecting a big game from Jeremy Robinson. I'm expecting a, a good first half from, from Hayden Hatcher and whoever ends up filling in for Austin Booker and gets those extra snaps and reps, whether it is a Dylan Brooks or Davion Westmoreland or whoever, that I expect them to play well against the Nevada offensive line that has struggled, especially on the edges. Fourth down matchup here is KU against the external factors. Uh, first of all, this is a game that's in altitude. How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to deal with uh, maybe the fatigue that that kind of brings to an extra game? It's also a late night game. It's at 9.30 your time, even though it'll be at 7.30 local time there, 9.30 central time. By the time we get to the second half, are you going to be kind of tired a little bit? How is that going to kind of work out? Obviously, these are college kids, young kids, so you would expect them to be okay, and you're going to be hyped up and adrenaline up from uh, the, the football game that's happening. But does that have any effect late in the game? Uh, hopefully, you're just up by enough that it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, you're also playing a lesser opponent, and coming off that big win that you had on Friday night, focus becomes an external factor. Can you put as much focus into this game as you did the first week and in the second week of the season and win this game going away like you're expected to? Try not to have that letdown game where you're focused too much on BYU or looking ahead of things and you know you're, you're 
hyped up about last week's win and you're looking ahead to next week and this can kind of be that letdown sandwich that kind of comes into uh, play. Try to avoid that. Um, and then also the travel stuff, right? I mean, it's a long flight out there, three and a half hour, about three hours out there. Um, you're also going to have uh, weird travel stuff kind of on the return back. We'll see how that affects maybe the BYU game kind of the next week, but just the long travel and, and the altitude and the time change and, and all that stuff, just the external factors, have your good focus on, handle this game. And if you do handle the game right, you'll get your backups into the game. And that can be important for building reps, for building experience, and also for keeping guys fresh and healthy over the course of the season. I expect that to be the case, but just take care of business and don't allow it not to be the case is kind of the big thing here. Uh, we're going to finish up here with our Hawks to soar, Jayhawks that we think can stick out and have a big game here in this one. First, though, this episode of the show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. You can get in on the KU action, minus 27 and a half. You can get in on the over-under at 58 and a half. Uh, they don't have player props up as of yet as I'm recording this, but they will once we get closer to game time. So you can you know, pick uh, some of the players that we're just uh, about to talk about here or pick somebody that you think is going to score a touchdown, maybe have some fun with it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Our Jayhawks, the sore segment players we think on the offensive and defensive side of the ball can really stick out for Kansas. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Jalen Daniels slash Jason Bean. Um, this is a game ideally that you're getting to Jason Bean, not because of anything health related to Jalen Daniels, but because you dominate so much that Jason Bean is able to get in there and get reps into the game. Whoever is throwing the football, though, for KU should have a big game. Again, 14 yards allowed per pass so far for Nevada. They're giving up 383 yards in the air per game. This has not been a good pass defense. Obviously, your balanced offense, you're going to do a little bit of both. But when you are throwing the football, you should have an electric day. So whichever one of those is going to stick out. Now, I don't know that I'd be like betting on a prop bet of over under passing yards for, for Jalen Daniels because what happens if you are up, you know, 35 to 7 uh, midway through the third quarter and you say, all right, we are going to go Jason B now, you might lose out on that. But totality of it the two of them could have big games i would also throw dylan mcduffie out there i think there could be some value maybe like a dylan mcduffie touchdown prop because if you are doing well and you are getting to those backups dylan mcduffie could have a big role in this game we talked about nevada struggling defending the run up the middle even if ku is trying to ice out the game and run out the clock and just running halfback dive up the middle dylan mcduffie or maybe even savion morrison could have those big games coming off the bench even with you leading by a lot by just running standard run play so i actually expect dylan mcduffie to have kind of a big game here uh daniel highshaw would be the other one as part of this but again you don't know how long those guys are going to play on the defense side of the ball my hawk to soar is jeremy robinson again the nevada left tackle grades out of just a 42 their right tackle inexperienced to this point on the season uh with jeremy robinson he's had a great start to the year three sacks so far looked really good against illinois with the two sacks I expect another big game from him and wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with yet another sack here in this week to make it three straight weeks that he's had that sack. I expect a big game from him and uh, also even, you know, like Melo Dotson. Melo Dotson's going to have that that extra responsibility with uh, Kobe Bryant out for the first half of the game with the targeting call. 
Um, I expect big things from him. And then we'll see who he's lined up on the, the good Nevada receiver. They might use him all over the field. So I don't know if he'll specifically be taken by Melo Dotson or, or kind of a little bit of everyone, but uh, Melo Dotson's looked good so far to start this season. And I expect that to continue here against Nevada. Let us know for our game preview for Kansas and Nevada. We'll have a game recap at some point, either late Saturday. Well, I guess either way it would be on Sunday, right? Because it'll either be after the game, which would be very early Sunday morning off of Saturday night, or it'll be Sunday at some point. But uh, we'll get to that game recap later this weekend. You can find the show wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also like and subscribe to our content on our YouTube page. Have a great rest of your day. See you next time with Locked on Jayhawks.